Hello and welcome to another episode of the Gridcoin Fireside here on the Gridcoin Discord server. Today is two days before Pi Day. That's March 12th. Wow. Bad math. It's 2021. And we're going to be talking with Boy Sanic from the uh, Minecraft at Home team because that poll just passed, got validated, and Minecraft at Home is now a approved Boink project that is being incentivized with Gridcoin. So we'll talk a little bit about that poll and the results in a second before we talk to, I almost said Mr. Boy, and I don't think that's appropriate. So I'm going to call you Mr. Sanic. <laughs> this is fine. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, okay. If I say Mr. Boy with an I, we're okay. Like boy. No. All right. We're moving on. I've, I've already made a fool of myself. Let's, let's move forward. Uh, there are some new <laughs> wiki pages. Actually, let's start with the biggest news. There is a mandatory update coming out in just a day or two from this recording. So actually, by the time this is uploaded, it might have already triggered. Uh, make sure you update your wallet as soon as possible. Uh, you want to be on version 5.2. whatever. I think we're up to 5.2.1 because there was a leisure update. Uh, but 5.2 are the big ones you want to be on. Uh, the block height is going to be 2,197,000. Uh, and this is fixing the newbie CPI debug. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that means, don't worry about it. For everyone else, yay! Uh, after this, there's, this should be the last mandatory. This is still basically Fern. Okay, we're still working through bugs from Fern. So this should be the last mandatory uh, before we're able to have like kind of a stable chain and move forward with Fern. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I shouldn't even say that because I think that jinxes it. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, do update gridcoin.us if you want to um, get the latest client or you can go to the GitHub repo. I'll also say a word on gridcoin.world because there was a Reddit post and I for completely forgot to mention this already. Uh, but the gridcoin.world site is basically done. There's a little content to do and we need to get the uh, hosting switched over from my personal hosting to um, a uh, community shared hosting, however we want to do that. Uh, Sai has the prototype prototype of the site up and running on his own uh, GitHub account, repo, whatever. You guys know the vocab. Uh, and yeah, that's where that stands. Don't worry. No one's been paid for it at all. Remember, you guys, uh, if you wanted to fund it, you donated it to a specific address. The foundation agreed that it will match your donations up to a certain amount, but no... GRC will be distributed until everything's done and the work has been signed off by, I think, Jim. Uh, and Craig disappeared at this point. I basically said Robotic Mind put new wiki pages. He's been killing it, giving a big old wet smooch on the lips. Uh, and then we start talking about the Minecraft. Uh, so the the poll ended as follows. All these stats are coming from gridcoinstats.eu, which is a our, our main block explorer maintained and developed by Startail, who's been killing it as well uh, over the past couple weeks, getting this, this new version of the site, which they I think they put together from scratch, uh, getting it up and running and keeping it updated and fixing all the bugs as they come up. So give Startail, if you see him around, a big old smooch right on the lips, nice and juicy. Keep it PG though, guys. I'm not trying to do anything weird. Just kiss him on the lips. All right, so 234, 244 votes for yes, 159 for no, and 29 abstentions. Abstentions basically don't, they, they, they don't really matter. They're, the only things that can win are yes or no. Abstentions help validate a poll. So the total votes, including the abstentions, were 432. 
Uh, the vote weight percentages were 43.88 for yes and 13.25 for no, so a pretty big win there. The abstains do have 42.87%, and I think we'll talk about this next week when we don't have the Minecraft guy at home guys here, because I think we all want to dive into exactly what's going on with the validation and the the, the power of the whales, I guess. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it a little later when we get into a Q&A. Uh, but this poll basically means... Uh, the to well, the total AVW was 43.68, so it was validated. You needed 40% to be validated. Uh, so this poll means that Minecraft at Home is going to be added onto the um, approved list, rewarded with incentivized with GRC, and it already has been. So what happens after the poll passes, is approved, and is validated, and then stops running, is the whitelist manager, who currently is Jim, uh, puts the poll into the super block, essentially, by getting it out to scrapers and a bunch of techno mumbo-jumbo, don't worry about it. Uh, and then after the super block happens and convergence occurs, which sounds really cool with the scrapers, uh, any rack you have on Minecraft at home will translate into magnitude and get you GRC. So it was really cool to watch people jump onto the Minecraft at Home project uh, right after this poll passed. And some people kind of predicted that it would pass and jumped down a little earlier. And you just get a massive magnitude bo uh, boost until the um, the curve sort of smooths out over a couple of days. So congrats to everyone who jumped on earlier and got that. That's not a bug. That's not a flaw. That's actually part of the way it works. Because again, our whitelist is designed to push people to, to smooth distribution or to smooth computation power across all of our whitelisted projects. Uh, so we want people, as soon as a project gets whitelisted, to move to it. And it should be a race to get there. And then, you know, people, maybe too many people go, and then they smooth out across the other projects to make sure everyone gets some crunching done for their work. All right. So that's the news. And now, uh, if you guys have any questions for Boy Sanic here, in, just throw it in the chat. And uh, he can either answer them as he reads them, or I'll bring them in um, and go. We'll go from there on Minecraft at Home or on Gridcoin for Minecraft at Home. What did I do? Oh, you're talking to each other. Gotcha. All right, so cool. Uh, Mr. Sanic, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> it's going pretty well, I think. How about you? <laughs> Can't complain. Can't complain. I could, but I won't. Um, cool. Well, I guess let's start out. Do you just want to describe what? your what minecraft at home does what your role is in the whole community and uh, we'll just go from there sure so uh you know the project is really um you know designed to find things in the game uh whether it's you know seize particular worlds that have been lost to time or uh certain things like the tallest cactus project or uh you know the most flowers in a patch that has been worked on off and on and uh also like the you know the biggest slime chunk uh cluster is one of the other ones that has been worked on but you know it, we're really aimed towards trying to find a lot of different things in the game that couldn't easily be found by you know just opening random worlds or you know things like that we want to find a more scientific or metho metho excuse me methodical approach to finding uh those anomalies in the world or you know different seas that are popular in the community uh as far as my role um I am both a staff member on the Discord server, so I handle, you know, chat moderation and things like that, uh, as well as a developer for the project itself. So I do, mainly I do translation from, you know, somebody wrote a program that can find these things on one GPU. I take that and make it work on the Boink project. 
uh, adding in the Boink libraries and scaling it out to work on all those different GPUs. And then I handle the, uh, you know, bug reports and things like that afterwards. Yeah, that's that's my main role. So that's crazy for my what interests me, at least one of the things that interests me about Minecraft at home is the way you guys use Boink to do some pretty weird stuff like and, and I'm not a developer, so you're probably going to correct me a thousand times here, but it's not straightforward just to crunch Minecraft, right? you got to develop algorithms that will figure out whether or not the seed you're looking at is actually the seed you're looking for or, or all this weird stuff. I don't know if you can talk a little bit about how you guys actually develop a Boink application, a Boink work unit for crunching Minecraft at home. Yeah, absolutely. Um so generally the way it'll work is we'll want to find something in a world. So we'll have to go look at the game's code to figure out how they do it in the game. And then we find ways of reversing that backwards to find a seed or to give it a seed. And it will crunch the, the whole world from there um, for that one specific part of the world. But the way, so the way it'll end up going is um, we will have to give basically each work unit a chunk of seeds within the seed space. And the seed space is uh, basically two to the forty-eight seeds. So it has to, it's basically some you know number that that divides evenly into two to the forty-eight work units per project, uh, so that each GPU or yeah, I guess it's all GPUs right now. So um, you know each GPU will get an even amount of work to be done each time it's issued a work unit out of that you know number of seeds that we have to uh, get through. Okay, so you're basically looking at the uh, the code of the game and trying to uh, match it, basically play memory with the the code that someone discovers on their GPU or something like that. Yeah, exactly. We're basically just porting over the code to work on GPU and on a more massive scale, since the game really only cares about one seat at a time. Generally, it, you know, you'll, you'll create your one world and it'll do everything on that one world, but on a GPU, we'll go through millions of worlds per second. That's great. <laughs> Uh, have you found the one we're going to live on once uh, the Earth is dead and we all live in Minecraft? <laughs> no, uh, Jeff Goldblum's world, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> he does have a question here, which is, so when we did the vote here to bring uh, Minecraft into the whitelist, there's actually quite a bit of contention. Not quite a bit. We've had more contentious votes, but there were some around a few points. So hopefully we'll be able to hit on both now that we kind of know how the project works. Um one was, is this science? How is this science? What, what's going on? Because Gridcoin is rewarding Boink projects that we determine uh, in our almightiness are good science and good for the world and all that stuff. And another is we have some technical requirements, um, like you must have um, a fairly steady supply of work units. You know, there's some leeway here and there. But uh, this question was actually just raised in chat by Jeff Goldblum. Um, how often does Minecraft at home go without any work unit? Yeah, so uh, a little earlier in our past, there was some fairly large chunks where we would go without work units. Uh, but we were also, you know, we started nine months ago, so we're pretty, you know, new. Um, but early on, you know, there was some times where we'd go without them since the uh, the work that we have available is usually based on one set of criteria. And you only have, you know, two of the 48 Cs to get through before that project's done. Um, but more recently, with the Cactus Project, we've got, I want to say, at least 100 times that to work through right now. Um, and that generally takes us about two weeks to get through per, you know, set of 100. Or, sorry, not set of 100, but, but per, you know, set of seeds to get through. So I think we should have enough work for quite a long time on the Just This One Project. 
yeah. In the meantime, there's uh, there's a lot of potential work that we're, we're thinking of. So uh, I think Sanic has touched on the the website we would like to to run maybe at some point in the future, which would be a almost like a builder bear for Minecraft worlds, but that would require a significant amount of effort to index every possible feature and type of world and that's 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 uh it's a it's a greenfield project yeah because that's one of the crazy things too you guys are using blink in a novel way with minecraft but you're also constantly developing new projects like uh for folks who listen to the boink radio podcast which is taking place right after this one guys over on the boink network discord uh <laughs> we'll often talk about my uh, world community grid and how they will have a project one of their sub projects finding one protein or working on sarcoma and then they finish that work unit that that series of work units and then they move on to the next uh cancer marker or the the next uh main topic and they just continuously develop different things to do with boink uh and it seems like you guys have no lack of creativity and desire to do some pretty weird stuff uh with what you can do with boink which is very interesting um Chip, we are suggest we are requesting that you speak a little more loudly for folks who don't know. Oh them. yeah, sorry, I have hardware issues. My mixing desk was turned all the way down. <laughs> damn cats, damn cats. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, okay, cool. So that covers the work unit stuff. Uh, with all this, so for those who don't know, Chip also works on Minecraft at home. So we've got two of you guys here. Uh, you've got all these projects you guys are working on. Uh, and you said you've been around for nine months. How many of you are there? And like, where do you come from? What are you, what the hell are you? Um, I actually don't know that I can put a number on how many people are in the uh, you know the core team or the people that actually work on the programs. There's at least a few dozen of us at this point. Yeah, it changes quite a lot, doesn't it? Jeez, so it's just like it's a fluid thing. People come and go, and like they're like, I love Minecraft. Oh, this is a cool thing. You're yeah, doing Minecraft. I'm gonna help <laughs> out. <laughs> yep there's there's really no holds barred as far as who can participate it's just you know whoever shows up and thinks it's cool and wants to build something they can do it and then we just review it and put it up and that's how it started that's the that's the legacy really that's awesome and that's a big part of what i've so i hang around in the minecraft discord uh every once in a while just kind of lurk uh but a big part of what i've seen is the community that's built around there and the uh sort of the discussions around Boink in general. Like you guys provide technical support to people who are brand new to Boink coming into Crunch Minecraft at home uh, just because they found like one of the videos where you guys found the seed world or whatever, like something like that. And then when you guys do go into one of your droughts, like if you finish a project and you're out of work units, uh, people are actually directed to other Boink projects um, just because it's kind of a community has formed around Boink starting from this one common interest of Minecraft. Yeah, and I've also seen uh, quite a few people who did come by for Minecraft, like you said, and they'll go off and decide they like the distributing computing thing a lot and go off and do like World Community Grid or Rosetta or any of those other projects. I've seen quite a few of those. Yeah, we've even had people contribute directly to the Blank project. So we've uh, a few of the, the Minecraft at Home team have, have made uh, some pull requests and changes to the Blank software itself so that has an impact on the whole community of course yeah it's wonderful i don't i've seen you guys talk about uh, upstream pushes all the time like we just want to make blink better um all right we got a question from terence lee when looking for uh, a seed does the world continue to evolve i don't fully understand that question maybe you guys do because i don't minecraft to be honest. um well the the seed really defines the whole world it's just that you know each chunk of the world you generate is derivative of that original seed so really it creates a new seed for every chunk you generate. 
um, but it's all derivative and you can backtrace it based on the coordinates to your original seed. Right. It's like there's a, the, the seed is the input and then the, the Minecraft software generates everything based on that one input. Right? Correct. Yep. And just yeah, based I on guess. that one input, you can get everything else. Yeah, my question entire is... podcast, I think, on procedural generation, but uh, yeah, it's, right. it's, it's an interesting topic. Yeah, like for example, the cactus height. Um, I guess the cactus do grow, right? So uh, do they all grow at the same rate, things like that? Like um, when you, uh, do you look further into the uh, next, yeah, how, how many generations of evolution do you look into? Is it possible? Is that even possible? Or is you um, just only look at the, the stable well, it's not that initial the, mission? It's not that the cactuses are growing to create the tall cactus. It's that for every population chunk in the game, it tries, I think, 90 out of 100 times to create a cactus. And if it all tries to put it on the same block, then they'll stack. Ah, I see. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's like a density. It's like a density thing. Exactly. All right. Cool. So, but but you only look at um, initial condition, right? Like, but like uh, the the reason for this question is your your work unit could actually explode if you even lo- if you look at like time in time, right? Like in generation further down than just the initial condition. I don't think the uh, the tall cactus is actually growing any further since they're you know it already sees that the cactus is tall enough. Okay. Yeah. Like, but other other things do other things evolve in within the game? Hmm. I'm not sure what you mean. Yeah, like if if cactus uh, basically don't, I guess, grow beyond a certain limit, then um, are there other things, um, perhaps like say um, geographic features would erode, or um, things would change, which are further down than just the initial condition. I think generally there's not really anything like that that'll you know erode or anything like that. It's generally just the you know, initial generation that's there. Um, obviously, you know, like cactuses can grow and things like that, but uh, everything else is fairly static once you create the world. Are you talking, Terrence? Because I can't, your mic is green, but all right. I think we lost, lost him. him. <laughs> all right, cool. So, um, yeah, I guess we should, just to make sure we get it in with enough time, touch on the other main point of contention when the poll was going on, which had to do with the science stuff. I'm not sure how much you guys know about Gridcoin already. Uh, but just really quickly, uh, Gridcoin is an open economic network, uh, which, which basically an open economic network is a nation. You can think of it as a nation, but nations are closed economic networks. Open ec- uh, economic networks run on this technology called a blockchain where they can mint their own currency and maintain ledgers of transactions uh, publicly through permissionless systems. So what Gridcoin does is it maintains one of those ledgers and with the currency that's minted through the process of maintaining this ledger, uh, it incentivizes people to contribute to Boink projects. Uh, and it, we can't contribute to every Boink project because, for example, what if someone makes a malicious Boink project? We don't want to incentivize that. That would be silly. Uh, so we have this whitelisting process. The whitelisting process makes us talk about the value of the Boink project that's up for whitelisting, up for being approved to be incentivized with our currency. Uh, and for the most part, all the projects on the whitelist are currently science-based or math-based. And there are a lot of um, running conflicts about like, should math even be on there? Should something like the Colas conjecture be on there? And, and stuff like that. But for this discussion, we were for this poll, we were talking about, well, Minecraft at home, why should this be on the whitelist? Uh, and 
a lot of people had a lot of different points. I already brought up some of the main ones that I had, which was you guys are doing some pretty interesting stuff with Boink to make it work for Minecraft. You're bringing in a lot of people into the distributed computing ecosystem and you're uh, directing people to other parts of Boink. You're not just sort of having fun in Minecraft, but you are, but you're also building this really cool thing that has, I, I imagine, gone a lot further than you originally thought it would go <laughs> so i'm wondering the other point that people had was the science they just like they couldn't um get past the fact that it's not hard science so i don't know if you can maybe speak to that a little bit is there computer science involved in what you guys are doing is there cryptography is there math principles involved or how how can minecraft relate to science if it does uh so i think i'm more able to talk about this part sure uh so yeah in what we do currently in Minecraft uh, seed finding and seed cracking is actually using something called lattice. So lattice are used in cryptography to basically do anything currently because they are really useful. But basically it's just a structure to um, well show a problem in an n-dimensional space. And yeah, we mainly use them for advanced problem. For what we do currently with Minecraft Atom, it's not really related because it's more like optimization GPU kernel. But when it comes to other problem, there is actually a, a lot of um, um, well translation to do uh, between cryptography, lattice cryptography, and what we can do in Minecraft. Because the whole point is to get a problem which is hard to something which is known and then solve it from this known problem. So the known problem is usually like the shortest vector problem, SVP for short, or something like that. And then, yeah, we just solve the, the known problem and then we apply it to Minecraft and then we get an efficient solution. So something that can be run on a CPU in like a two nanoseconds or something like that. Okay, so it's really, uh, it sounds, that part sounds math, mathy. <laughs> Actually, it's not mafia. Well, it's mafia. The, the algorithm is a bit mafia, but actually, uh, the proof and theorem are a bit mafia, but most part is done in the algorithm and how to optimize it to actually do it well better on the CPU or GPU, stuff like that. Okay, okay. So more computer science y, would you say? Or because I really don't understand uh, vector problems, all that stuff. I am not in computer science, math, or science in general worlds. Um, so if we were to give it a field of where you guys are working on cryptography, computer science, uh, I both it. I think it's a both. Yeah. I mean, all right, cool. Um, Rajan asked, does this project have implications? This is related outside of Minecraft. So what are you describing? Uh, what you're describing, how does this play outside of Minecraft? Uh, does it, does it have implications with other games with random seeds or, uh, stuff like that? Uh, well, um, what we currently use is uh, Java PRNG, which is like the worst thing in the universe. It's not used in, in secure cryptography or anything like that. But the problem we are solving, well, we are, the algorithm we are using behind are kind of useful for other stuff. So what we are trying to develop is like a mindset to actually uh, move to other project and actually uh, be able to, to, well, tinker with other stuff which are related to secure cryptography. So what we do with Minecraft in itself is not 
applicable directly to like the real world application, but it's useful because in real world there is actually uh, I mean crypto I mean uh, cybersecurity uh, there is actually a lot of flow in application and different stuff which are using non secure cryptographic, and then when it's not secure, but then you can actually use what we are developing in it to in Minecraft to actually well crack them, and that's actually a big flow in today's society. So what we do could be applied, but uh, yeah, so far we only apply it to some games because uh, we saw that some games already uh, use some stuff which are related, but yeah, it's mostly for now still to Minecraft. All right, awesome. Uh, folks, keep throwing questions in the chat here because I'm running low. Um, Matt says that one of the ideas on the Minecraft at Home server requires finding a SHA-256 soft collision. Uh, is that anything someone can describe to me? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was an idea of mine. Uh, it's still not feasible as the architecture of, well, the infrastructure is is that right now because it's um well it needs actually a lot of speed and a lot of communication with the client because uh collision needs to check against a, a known database so we use something called bloom filter but yeah anyway for now it's not possible as of the infrastructure but soon maybe it will be possible all right cool so this is an example of uh, what we were talking about before you guys have this game which is just kind of like an inspiration for people to get into distributed computing and then use your your the knowledge of everyone on the team, which is huge apparently, to do some pretty interesting stuff, problem solve. And one of the really cool things about when you have those variables matching up is who knows what you're going to discover. You might stumble upon some wild thing that we have to use for curing cancer. Why not? Um, it's, it's just playing with science principles or, or math principles or computer uh, science principles to see what comes of it. And at the same time, inspiring uh, a generation of people to get into this field uh, and, and help and get involved because they're having fun because you're playing. Uh, it's really, really fun to watch, honestly. Um, Roshan has a question about an earlier argument, I guess, that happened on Discord. I missed it. Uh, but he asks, are you affiliated with Microsoft in any way? No. Uh, we are not. Yeah, it's clearly stated on our website at the bottom. We are not affiliated with Mojang, Microsoft, or anything. Why would someone think that? Because we have people from Mojang in our Discord who have talked to us and helped us with, with previous projects, but there is absolutely no financial or legal or otherwise relationship between ourselves and Microsoft or any other organization for that matter. Oh, right, because Microsoft owns Minecraft, don't they? Correct. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, a question that probably um, you might not have the answer to yet, but have you seen any perceptible impact from the whitelisting of Minecraft at home? I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. We probably should have been, but yeah, uh, well, I think Sana can probably add to this. But I've seen I've seen several thousand, I think, new users and a few a few more uh, petaflops of uh, compute capacity available in the uh, no in the network. Definitely. Yeah. Wow, that's gonna be fun to watch evolve. Because uh, like I was saying at the beginning, it, it's it should uh, level out at the end of the day. You know, maybe a lot of people rushed into Minecraft at home to get the higher magnitude for when it's first added, and then once they realize that they can get more GRC from another project, they rubber band back out. Uh, but awesome, glad to hear it's helping. Yeah, and I think we have a lot of, uh, of communicating with our community about what Gridcoin is still to do. So I, I can imagine it, this this works both ways. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, 
what is this a gift from? I remember this movie. Oh, great movie. I don't remember what it's called, though. Uh, is Jeff Goldblum actually Herobrine? Probably. <laughs> yes. Cool. Uh, does anyone else have any questions for these guys? Uh, where should... Oh, yeah, definitely. For anyone who wants to get involved with this community, Minecraft at Home, which is a huge and uh, very friendly community, check out their Discord. I'll put it in the description below. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have it offhand, go ahead and throw the invite in here. Yeah, and if you go to minecraftathome.com, there is a Discord widget on the homepage. You can join our community there. Awesome. There you go. Uh, that's a at with an A-T, not with an it is indeed, at yeah. symbol. Is there anything else you guys want to share with the... Uh, with us, the Gridcoin community, about anything about your project? There was a uh, really, really one other thing I wanted to mention that really goes along the same lines as the uh, users that come on to Minecraft at home and then go uh, work for other projects and, yeah. you know, crunch everywhere else. I also wanted to bring up that many of the people who work on Minecraft at home itself are students. And um, I think having this place to, you know, work on something they're passionate about will lead to a lot more uh, young software engineers working on other projects in the future. Yeah, it is. It's just, it's wild. I don't know. Crip has heard me gush about you guys so many times. You probably all heard it on the Boink Radio, but I think you guys are one of the most powerful Boink projects, uh, most important one that's come up in a long time, just because the amount of people you're bringing into what is admittedly a very stale place, uh, with projects that have been around for decades and really haven't gone to get people into distributed computing. So whether or not you guys got on the whitelist or not, I freaking love you guys. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't cry now. Don't cry. Uh, Keith is asking, are there any new sub-projects in the development pipeline you would like to talk about? Are there any published roadmaps? There isn't a roadmap, but maybe Sanic knows about projects that are ongoing. Um, well, as far as projects that we're looking at uh, currently, I think the only two that I can think of off the top of my head are the uh, Slime Chunks one, which we're still looking at whether uh, we can optimize that further. And then there's also the Flower Patches one um, that Mr. Spike over on our Discord has been working on. Um, but we're still, you know, we're still looking at those to determine whether or not it really uh, requires that much scale to go up to the point scale. So those are just some things we're still researching and investigating to determine whether or not uh, to pursue those. Awesome. I'm wondering if, um, so Valheim is a procedurally generated game that just came out, and I'm sure a lot of people here know about. Uh, and I'm wondering how easy it is, as more procedurally generated games come out with seed starts, that uh, how easy it would be to port what you've done with Minecraft at home over to these other games. So for example, when Valheim came out, you... Um, make an app that spawns a uh, uh, a world where like the, the shopkeeper is right next to where you spawn or something like that, where you find these cool worlds right off the bat. Uh, uh, so if I have a few minutes, because it will be a, a bit longer, but uh, so actually uh, we worked on that like uh, last year. So before pack PNG and stuff like that, uh, we made a library called LatticeG. Uh, it's a general purpose uh, lattice, um, well, uh, utility and basically we can impute any non-cryptographic uh, PRNG in it so Valheim for example I actually don't know which PRNG is using but I'm guessing might be something like in Mersenne Twister or something like that might be so if I actually uh, if we look in the code and get the, the call the the random calls which are made we can just put them in our tool and then it will actually spit the correct seed 
which would be used to actually generate that word. But of course, that needs to retro-engineer the, the code, and that part is actually uh, the bad part because, yeah, in, in Minecraft, it's easy because it's Java, so Java is pretty easy to get the code. But Valheim, I think it's made in Unity? No, it's not. I actually am not sure where or in which it's made, but it's still compiled, so it's a bit harder to actually get the source code in it. I'm thoroughly expecting you to start Valheim at home, Neil. <laughs> I mean, we we did uh, for a few game already. I don't think we need actually a Discord for that. We just need to have a, a bit of people which are reverse engineer and just yeah get the random call and then yeah we can plug them. <laughs> Regarding other games, I think one of the big things about Minecraft that makes it you know attractive as as one of these kinds of um, uh, as a candidate for like one of these kinds of projects is that it is written in Java, which is a lot easier to reverse engineer than something that is written in, in another language like you know C or or even something that's made in like an engine like Unity. So like um, it's very very easy to to you know reverse engineer it and like even. Stupid people like me can uh, can go in and and figure out how a lot of it works, and um and so that's you know one of one of the big big things with Minecraft. But of course, it has you know been proven that all of this stuff can be done with um more traditional you know game development platforms like um like there's you know a version of Minecraft that's been written in I think C plus uh, plus called Minecraft Bedrock Edition, and a lot of people have done reverse engineering work on that, and uh in a lot of the you know same kind of stuff can be used for that version but um I, I i do think that you know a big a big uh big thing with minecraft is is that it's written in java and it's very easy to reverse engineer so <clears throat> awesome that sort of plays into the, the just the accessibility of the project itself uh, anyone can sort of jump in and figure out where they can help and then start helping absolutely wonderful um catching up on the cat here, or chat here uh terrence lee if there is uh something you want to get involved with with minecraft at home talk about research or whatever they do i think have a research channel on their discord so feel free to go over there and say hi to the folks uh and then we got some questions about minecraft at home and uh Gridcoin. so basically uh do you guys know what the interest is like in the minecraft at home community i guess i'll, I'll broaden this a little bit uh how, is there a lot of crypto discussion over there or or in general like bitcoin ethereum the big ones uh do people understand the concepts of crypto and are they interested in what's happening with uh open incentive structures and all these this new tech that's kind of making a, a freer more accessible world uh to be developed by everyone and is there anything that we can do to help if it help introduce crypto and gridcoin to people in your community so I, I don't think that I've got a good read of of the uh, uh, what people know about crypto in our community because we I don't think we've discussed it really. Uh, so this this will begin that discussion. Um, and I, I already know there's a, quite a quite an overlap between the the crypto communities and the the gamer communities. You know, so it's uh, especially with the whole Dogecoin. Uh, nonsense that's gone on recently. <laughs> it's, um, you know, it, it, people 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 know about cryptocurrency. Good to, old to what Elon. Extent, to what, exactly, yeah. But to what extent? I don't know. It's uh, is it just about the stunks, or is it about the you know what goes into it all? So I'm, I'm sure it'll it'll kick off a conversation. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm sure people will be will be pleased to know they can get involved in in cryptocurrency in in, in a different way than they than they knew was possible before now. Yeah, I I think that's one of the best things about Gridcoin is there's a lot of people who are just put off by crypto because it's all about the stonks, right? Like you're saying, it's like well, 
in a way, but it doesn't have to be. There are thousands of projects out there, and there are a couple uh, similar to Gridcoin, but of course Gridcoin is the best, where we're trying to use crypto in a very specific way that aligns with the values of a lot of people, which is kind of make the world a better place. Let's get science done. Let's uh, use computational science and make a permissionless um, system where anyone can access that that power without having to spend money or know a person or rent a supercomputer. Uh, and that's boink largely. But if you have an incentive layer on top of it through Gridcoin, there's a lot more you can do. You can actually build an entire economy based on science. So that pretty interesting so do you believe this is a spoke of a completely economized decentralized computing future where every compute requirement is entirely decentralized i don't know if i'd say every but i think a large portion of it can be yeah uh like think about uh weather weather systems so the weather is large at least in the west is told by uh different news stations different weather channels but all the data comes from one central place uh, if we can use Boink to essentially gather weather information, so wind pressure, or atmospheric pressure, wind speed, uh, humidity, all that stuff off of individuals' phones, and then build a system that pays people for them to submit that data to a larger Boink project, which then compiles that data and lets people access it for free, that sounds much better than having all the data collected by a single entity that if it gets corrupt or goes down, you lose your weather report. Like that sort of stuff, I think definitely can be uh, permissionlessized, <laughs> decentralized, and sort of incentivized. Um, but there are there are definitely going to be things that should probably be kept private uh, and not permissionless. But we'll we'll have to see how it evolves. The whole point, though, is that we're building this. It's brand new, this new technology, and we get to we get to be part of what shapes it creates what this thing turns into and we want people who like the world like society and want it to be a better place to be part of the shaping of that thing uh, we don't want just microsoft google and uh, facebook shaping how blockchain technology evolves yeah this is the space race of our generation amen That's what i like to think of it yeah um yeah, 22T, you bring up a good point. Uh, people who are interested in video games are more aware of technical stuff like crypto, especially since like you can use your GPU to make money. <laughs> that helped a lot when I was getting into it. Uh, Terrence Lee is asking if there have been any sort of common questions about Gridcoin so far from your community that you've seen. Uh, and Matt's responding here that there's some confusion about how to get into Gridcoin yeah. and how to assign the computers to Minecraft at home specifically. So um, I've already put some thought into this. Um... I think that we'll put out some Minecraft at home specific material that's more aligned to our kind of community, our audience. That'll that'll help people uh, uh, get themselves started with Gridcoin. Awesome, yeah. It is. It's. I mean, it's like Boink, right? Boink is a beast. It's kind of uh, the way Jim says it is. It's an exercise in patience, and Gridcoin just adds another layer of patience on top of it. So it's definitely not an easy thing. Foxy's saying that once she's finished renovating her, her house of candy, uh, she will make deep videos. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I, I've gushed about Minecraft at home over the past several months so much. I'm just out of it. I just can't gush anymore. <laughs> Does anyone else have any thoughts or questions for these guys? We've got them here. Uh, I think yeah. I hit all the major contentious items. Who is that? Go ahead. Yeah, I was thinking uh, always the questions of how to kind of connect the two communities. Um, yeah, 
So these, just like, because um, we're trying to understand them and they're trying to kind of understand us. Um, so, yeah, just trying to see if there are any questions they have in mind that, um, yeah, we can answer and as well, like questions that we have. Yeah, it's kind of like a first contact, right? <laughs> yeah, and that, that's a, that's I think what we wanted to be really careful about. So we we didn't. Uh, I, I don't think any of us wanted to just give people the Gridcoin website URL and then call it a day, um, because it that's not very accessible to a lot of a lot of people in our audience. So it's it's I think it, it, it this is something that we're going to do carefully and with uh, and being mindful of our demographic, and uh, we'll, we'll try and make sure that. We'll, Whatever we uh, whatever we put out there as announcements or videos or whatever it is, will will um, will engage everyone. So um, uh, we're, we're going to try and educate. I think our community as much as possible. So uh, you know, I think the last the last thing Gridcoin wants is a, a thousand, ten thousand even people join the uh, the Gridcoin Discord all all asking for support uh, questions. That will uh, that will uh, that won't be very pleasant. So no, Jim would love know, that, <laughs> especially if they're all asking the exact same question. We don't want to give Jim a new full-time job, so uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that happen actually with other crypto uh, that are connected with games as well. Um, th there are gamers who just come in and keep asking basically one or two similar questions as well. Like mm -hmm. we definitely need to prepare for that, like that kind of wave that comes in. Um, yeah, like also for example, like we we need to. Uh, at least for myself, I, it would be interesting to kind of understand how the Minecraft at home community is like, like demographics, actually the first thing that I like to know is it mainly, like it sounds like you guys are, like I always had in mind teenager like uh, age kind of, um, but it sounds like there's quite a few people who are not who are you know, much more um, at least uh, academic and yeah, very uh, much older so just trying to understand like how that how the general how how do you guys kind of generally describe yourself uh, like in terms of um yeah your demographics for example i think purely, someone said nerds uh, yeah there we go nerds <laughs> so i think i think yeah I think, so, I think, so so primarily i think our demographics it's around the uh 18 to 28 kind of area which is is what we've seen in the in the you know the raw numbers the analytics so to speak how accurate that is i don't know um but there's a big mix of people at minecraft at home you know you've you've got you've got people who just want to to learn and and people who are just getting started with with everything you know they might be in the, the early stages of their their secondary or school education their high school education and you've got all the you've got people all the way through into into uh you know the middle ages who are who are advanced mathematicians uh, who who know everything about about everything. So, you uh, yeah, there's a, there's a big mixed bag. Um, uh, the majority of us are, are just very technical nerds. That's about it. Yeah, and it sounds like they're it's quite international too because I hear a different accent. Um, so, but it's mainly English, I guess. Um, yeah. So I. I mean, I, th I think I think Sanic and I and a, a few other people who were who were uh, who were running things very early on. Um, we wanted to try and internationalize things as much as possible, but um, I'm, I'm sure everyone can understand the the difficulties with with internationalization and having to 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 get authorities and mods in in different uh, different languages, different uh, regions. So, yeah, our internationalization efforts are not are not fantastic. 
I'm, I'm sure that's something that will be improved over time. But um, I mean, the, the numbers show that we're we're pretty diverse. Uh, I think I think it was six to eight percent of our community are from from India and probably equal numbers for the Philippines and Mexico. And there's a, g a good portion of our uh, community from uh, Europe, huge portion from the United States, obviously, and uh, and the United Kingdom. So, yeah, we're all over the place. Uh, I, I noticed that there was researchers on our project that when we were looking at the uh, the, the geo data for everyone who had, had joined the, the Boink project directly, and we, we plotted that on a map. There's, there's people absolutely everywhere. I don't think there's a there's a country that we haven't touched yet. Yeah, and mainly, well, I guess the the most the common thing is definitely game. Um, but is there other like common theme? Like, um, for example, do they do a lot of IT work? Um, yeah, that you know, in Gridcoin, I think IT work is kind of like a common profession um, as well as like um, science. So, but uh, for Minecraft at home, it sounds like maybe even more general because the game itself is actually appealing to a much wider um, audience. Yeah, I think you've got it spot on there. Yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of perceptions about Minecraft that it's uh, uh, it's just a game for kids. But you look at the communities around Minecraft, and it it, it has spawned a huge industry, a huge creative industry, indeed with people from kind of all, all walks of life. Uh, you, you start looking at the modding communities, people who have built additions to Minecraft and uh, new new features uh, that, that are available as, as third-party community extensions to the game. And some of those extensions, and, and well, quite a lot of them are very advanced. You know, they're, they're, not, they're not something you'd expect to, to be in, a, to be in a, just a kid's game. Yeah. It, there really is something for everyone. It's, it's allow, it allows people, I think, to express creativity and uh, and of course they have minecraft for education now they use it as part of uh, as part of schooling in uh, in in several countries um so it's it, it, it's 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 got a huge focus on stem stem learning um uh, yeah as i say as i say uh, big coverage yeah, there's a, there's a yeah for example i'm also interested in like say uh, there are a lot of people who are who do simulation in general that are in the community and do they use it i use the the minecraft maybe extensions and things like that to kind of um try different things in uh, simulation research yeah i think that resounds with with what a few people have done i i, I would encourage you and of course others to get involved with the community yourselves and uh get a feel for for what's there i, th I think you'd be you'd be surprised yeah yeah, that's that's true. I uh, I'm definitely interested in the simulation research, and um, um, yeah, for the actually for the poll, I actually made some slides um, discussing about that. But you know, the I'm not a gamer. I guess uh, just um, I guess that one of the is one of the requirement, of course, is to play the game. I guess, um, or do people have, or maybe some people don't, or they just kind of uh, look at the technical yeah. stuff. Yeah, funny thing. Uh, most of the technical players actually don't play the game. Interesting. It's interesting you say that, Neil, because I, I don't think I'd actually played the game for five years. I think there was a gap of five years where I hadn't played. It was completely community administration, Minecraft-adjacent things that I was doing with my spare time. I hadn't sit, sat down for longer than 10 minutes in the actual game itself. Uh, there's a big portion of that, definitely. Yeah, but that's one of the fear that I have, and I think 
maybe even some other good corners would also have this problem is not playing the game and then in that sense are is, is afraid to kind of speak up or mm-hmm. make suggestions because we're just not familiar with it yeah so i think i think you can be you can be familiar with maths and science and you you will have this external perspective and that that is incredibly valuable uh, and uh, i think i think community works when there are people from different backgrounds with different understandings and if people don't understand the game that's really valuable because you bring a level of insight that that people in the community might not have had so it's not really something to be afraid of it's 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 uh, I, I think our community is is very open and uh, positive and just wants to help people so if people have questions i, I don't think people i don't think anyone in minecraft at home is afraid to uh, help or answer um so by, by all means don't be don't be afraid just uh, just join our community and uh, see what we've got yeah i feel that's similar with great coins well like we're quite genuine as a community and um, definitely questions. Um, yeah. And we, definitely we have the topics, you know, research projects in all different kinds of fields. And we don't expect people to kind of know all the different projects, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, just pick the things that you're interested in and kind of participate in that. You know, well, that's, discuss. The, that's the one of the main powers of Boink, right? To start wrapping up here is, is you're, when you join the Boink ecosystem, the ecosystem through any project, you're introduced you're, to every other project out there. And speaking personally, I've learned a lot about pulsars, a lot about cancer markers, a lot about climate. A lot of, like you, you get exposed to all these projects and you just start asking questions. And for the most part, the projects are more than happy to talk to you about it because they're set up by people who really love the thing they're working on. So I'm probably going to end up asking some questions about Minecraft at some point, and I have no I idea what this game is. Yeah, I think for the more for the more technically for the more engineering scientifically oriented amongst us, just think of Minecraft as a as a closed chaotic system that we're just trying to find order in, and uh, and just go from there. It's it is it's an opportunity to to try and discover things in in a, in a system. And that kind of application, that science, that can, that can be had in that area. It can be can be can be used anywhere in in any system. So that's um, I think that's an important thing to think about. Absolutely, uh, Matt here. I, I think this is a great thought to end on. Uh, says that the thing that made him join Minecraft at home was their article about pack PNG research and how they've optimized the original algorithm so much that uh, a thing that take years took only a few days to execute. That's just just a great ac- uh, example about. Uh, what Minecraft at Home is doing as a project when it comes to the super computing in general. So uh, I'm looking forward to the work units that help us find Jeff Goldblum in Minecraft. Um, and besides that, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum agrees. Uh, I guess we'll wrap up here. Are there any last questions, though? Any Anything that's on the tip of someone's tongue that is just remembered? All right, awesome. Well, thank you guys for uh, joining us, Sanic. Shit, I'm saying it. Thanks, Mr. Boy. Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got Chip, Neil, and Polly here, too, that we're talking as well. They're all part of the team. Absolutely, guys. And if anyone listening wants to learn more about Minecraft at Home, check out minecraftathome.com. It's A-T for the at there. Or just jump on their Discord uh, and meet the team, talk to people, meet people who weren't here today, and talk about Minecraft and Boink in general. Uh, everyone else, don't forget to update your wallets. The mandatory is in the next couple days. Uh, you want to be on 5.2 point, uh, whatever, I think it's point one at this point. 
And we'll see you next week, Friday the 19th at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on the Gridcoin Discord server. Or maybe we'll do like another short intro to what is Gridcoin for anyone who might want to learn more. I hope to see you then. And I'm typing Craig Leave, and he's not here, so it doesn't matter.